1: The Healing Word program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live.
2: We want to make ourselves something to look at, to be admired. But he made himself nothing in order to become Our Savior and our Lord.
1: Welcome to the Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus.
2: Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 through 11. But these words, I handle these words with great care. I tread softly today because I know I'm on holy ground. Because there's nothing like these words in the entire Bible. This comes as close as close can be to what happened when Jesus came and was born in Bethlehem. When God became a man. Read verse 6 with me in unison. Who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. Now notice, being in the very nature God did not consider equality. Look at that word equality. He was equally God. You've heard of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The Trinity, the three in one. Everything that God the Father has and had, Jesus has and had. Jesus was there with the Father, and it was the voice of Jesus that actually called the universe into being. God thought it, Jesus spoke it, the Holy Spirit energized it, and it became a reality. Jesus was not just born onto this earth at the time he was born onto this earth. He existed as long as the Almighty Father existed. I want you to think of this. But he looked down upon this earth and he saw you. He saw me lost, helpless in sin. And absolutely no way to get out of our predicament. No way. Now Jesus had a big decision to make. He could stay there with the Father and keep the power, the authority, the essence, the nature of the Godhead, or he could strip himself of it all and come down here and rescue us. We had no idea where he was. We couldn't find him. We had no power to help ourselves. We were impotent as far as delivering ourselves from sin. And he looked on us and had pity. Yes, you and I are to be pitied. For we are victims of sin and hopelessness. But Jesus decided that he would not hold on. He would not grasp that equality. That's the other word, equality. With God, something to be grasped. I'm going to hold on to this authority I don't have to give it up. But love was when God became a man. Love for you and me. And He decided to come and to help us. You see, in John chapter 17, Jesus prayed the high priestly prayer and He told the Father, He spoke to the Father and He referred and He said these words, the glory I had with you before the world was. He was very much aware of what he had given up in order to come here to you and me. The glory I had with you, the ecstasy, the, the transcendent glory, the inexplicable majesty. Oh, I wish I had words, but I don't have them. That's why I'm treading softly. That's why I know I'm on a holy ground. I'm not aware only a a little tiny bit of what Jesus gave up to come here to rescue me and to you. Now look at verse 7. Come on, read verse 7 with me now. But made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Look what he did to himself. God the Father didn't do it to him. Look at verse 7 again. He made himself. Nothing. We want to make ourselves something to look at, to be admired. But he made himself nothing in order to become our Savior and our Lord. Taking the very nature of a man, giving up the nature of God, and he becomes a servant. He comes down here to wait on you and me. Look at verse 8. Come on, read verse 8. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Now notice, he wouldn't hold on to equality with God, not when he looked at us and he saw us in a hopeless, lost condition. Friend, I'm talking about Christmas. This is a Christmas sermon. This is Jesus coming into the world. He gave it all up, oneness with the Father that He had for all eternity, the love that the two of them had for each other in the Holy Spirit. Never was Jesus separated from the Father, but He would leave heaven and make a sacrifice. Friend, Christianity is all about sacrifice, and Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice He gave it up and he came down, made himself nothing. Humbled himself. Look what he's doing to himself. Nobody's forcing him to do all of this. That's why the song, Love Was Win, he came. John 1, 17, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Now the scripture says when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea of the Virgin Mary that his mother took swaddling pieces of cloth and bound him in that cloth and laid him in a manger. Now swaddling cloth is simply they would take a cloth, of mother would, and wrap it around and around and around his arms and around his neck and around his head and around and around, around his torso, around his legs. It was thought by the medical science of that day that if the limbs were bound tightly and out straight with the legs out straight, the limbs would grow straight. Otherwise, they might grow inward or crooked. But it, in the 18th century... The physicians of that time said this is not the way to handle a newborn infant. Instead of inhibiting the infant, the infant needs to move. Well, Jesus was bound not only in swaddling clothes, but he was bound in flesh, which limited him. At one time, he was omnipresent, everywhere present, like he is now. But as he was bound... In, in uh, swaddling clothes, He was bound in flesh. He became a human being with human limitations. Uh, all because He chose that for us. What a Savior. A divine Savior is Jesus. And look at verse 8. He became obedient unto death. He is that grain of wheat that must fall into the ground and die in order to bring forth souls to the Father. He became obedient to death, self abnegation in order that the kingdom of God would become available to you and me. And when I read Isaiah chapter 52, an awe came over me. Every time I read it in preparation for this message, Isaiah chapter 52, verse 14. Just listen. His appearance, the appearance of Jesus, was so disfigured beyond that of a man and his form marred beyond human likeness. That's what he chose for himself, not because he needed saving. He was the eternal son of God. But he knew that you and I needed saving And he allowed that to happen. He chose that, that his appearance was so, have you ever seen a disfigured person? But his appearance was so disfigured beyond that of a man. They beat him until he did not look like a human being. That was before they crucified him. Could have called 10,000 angels and gotten deliverance. But where would you and I be today if he had done that? so disfigured of that of a man, and his form marred beyond human likeness. He looked like something that you see in a slaughterhouse. I mean, sin is not a nice little thing that you and I can play around with. Look what it did to Jesus. Look what it would have done to us had not Jesus taken that terrible place. He wouldn't grasp equality with the Father. He stripped himself and emptied himself of it. He made himself nothing. He humbled himself. He became obedient unto death. But thank God that's not where the story stops. (laughs) There's more to this story than just that. Wouldn't that be terrible if it stopped there? This is what Jesus did to himself. But let's look now at what God did to him. The scripture says, look at verse 9. Come on, read verse 9 with me. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him a name that is above every name. After we read all that he did to himself, sad, 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 all that he did to himself. But then it says, therefore, meaning everything that has gone on, Before, all that sadness, look what happens now. It's God's turn. God's going to take over. Therefore, God exalted him. Jesus self-imposed all of this on himself. But look what God did. The Father did to him. He elevated him to the highest place, to the very heaven of heavens. He lifted him up. The scripture says in Hebrews 4.14, Jesus, the son of God who has gone into the heavens from the agony of the garden to the pain of Gethsemane, to the glory of the resurrection, to the ascension to the highest heaven, to God himself, the father, to God's own right hand, this is what's happening. Jesus brings himself down in humility and in death but God resurrects him and takes him to heaven. This is what happened. After the resurrection, Jesus appeared numerous times for 40 days after the resurrection. At the 40th day, He leads His disciples out to Bethany, where He gives them final instruction. He says, now I want you to go into all the world and tell the world what I have done. I didn't hold on to my divine authority. I didn't grasp it. I didn't hold equality with God. I came to earth. I was disfigured and marred. I became obedient unto death. The third day God raised me up. I want the church to go tell the world. People say, why do we support missions? Because Jesus said so. Can I keep this wonderful love truth to myself? I can't do it. I must go wherever there are people. For Jesus died for people. And after he instructed them, the scripture says, now listen to this. He lifts up his hand. He's at Bethany on the Mount of Olives, his disciples before him. He lifts up his hands over them and blesses them. And while he is blessing them, a power takes over him. Earth loses its gravitational force And he begins to ascend and up and up. Look what the scripture said. Look at what you just read just a moment ago. That God exalted him to the highest place. Two angels stood by and said, ye men of Galilee, ye men and women of the Largo Community Church, why stand you gazing up into heaven. This same Jesus that is taken up from you shall so come again in like manner as as you have seen him go. Go tell the world I'm coming again. That's going to be our Christmas story. Jesus is coming again. Now these were the angels that accompanied him when he came to earth on that very first Christian day. Jesus is going to come to earth of all ways. For God to come into our world through a virgin's womb, through a little baby. He could have just come walking out of the woods somewhere. (laughs) Like Adam was created, a man about 35 or 40 years old. Jesus could have come as an adult, but he came as a little babe to experience everything of life that every one of us. So he could be a teenager and experience what teenagers experience. So he could be a young adult and experience the emotions of a young adult. He went through everything that he might identify and know you and know your pain. So when you pray, he knows exactly the feeling that you're experiencing in that prayer and in that request. What a Savior. He came from glory. I could just see now in my imagination The time came. The scripture says when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son. The day arrived, Jesus steps over to the portals of heaven. He looks upon the earth and he knows when he comes to earth, he will go through hell physically, mentally, emotionally. But he said, I can't allow that to stop me. I must rescue mankind. The angels looked on as he begins to strip off his deity. They had no idea what was going on. It wasn't for them he was coming. It was for us. I can almost see the expression on their faces as their eyes were big and their jaws dropped as he gives up everything that is equal to the Father. And then he makes that great step and that great descent. And the angels came down, escorted him all the way down. And then when he was born in Bethlehem of Judea, when that virgin brought forth her firstborn son, the angels went to the shepherds, the humble people on the Judean hills, and they said, glory to God in the highest, that on earth peace, goodwill toward men. They saw him strip himself. They were with him when he made the descent. They sang to the shepherds. The Savior has come, a little infant, about five pounds, seven pounds the savior of the world what a way to enter the world this little child this little infant but therefore god has highly exalted him now those angels are waiting he is now blessing the church now friend his uphand blessing is still upon the church that's the last visible sign we saw of him And I want you to know every day of your life, regardless of what you're going through and how you're in pain, physically, emotionally, spiritually, the hands of Jesus are upraised over you. Over you. You have nail-scarred hands shadowing your pain and your life. You're not alone. He experienced it. He feels it. He knows what you're going through in that prayer. And now he goes back to heaven, and those angels that accompanied him to earth are with him as he is ascending up. And the psalmist says, Lift up your heads, O gates. He's approaching heaven. Those pearly gates, those streets of transparent gold, that city with the river of life flowing down through the middle, on either side, the tree of life. That's going to be your home. All because Jesus was disfigured and marred, crucified, dead, buried. But thank God he arose from the dead and he's alive forevermore with hands of upraised blessings over you. Now he's approaching heaven's gate, the very gate that he left thirty some years ago. And the angels are calling out as they're escorting him back, lift up your heads, O gates, we're coming. Lift them up, you everlasting doors. Open up, we're coming in. He that left is coming back to receive everything he gave up and sacrificed to bring you and me into the kingdom of God. And there comes an, an echo from heaven. The king of glory, who is the king of glory? And the angels that were accompanying him said, he is the Lord Almighty. He is the Lord Almighty. And he enters back into heaven. This is Christmas This is the story. This is the reason. You've heard that. The reason for the season. Matter of fact, I send out a letter with that in it. But this is truly the reason of our Savior. But notice, he was given a name that is above every name. And you have that name. You can call that name. You can pray in that name. You can sing in that name. Can you say the name Jesus? Jesus. Say it again. Jesus. Jesus. The angel said to Joseph, when that little infant was born, who created the, all the worlds, thou shalt give him the name Jesus. Why? Because he shall save his people from their sins. There is one reason and one reason only that he might save you from your sins. Yes, you're a sinner. I'm a sinner, saved by the grace of God. I'm a great sinner, says John Newton. Christ is a great Savior. Give him the name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. Save, meaning cause sin's dominion to lose its grip on us. Sin's dominion, sin's power that has held us captive that we couldn't get out of it. We couldn't break those habits. We couldn't stop those thoughts. We couldn't be the nice, loving people all the time that God wanted us to be because we were trying to live a good life by our own strength, but we couldn't do it. We just kept making mistakes, mistakes, mistakes. Oh, we might make out good for a little while and then go right back to it. Sin had a grip on us, had a power over us, but he was given the name Jesus that he might save his people From their sins, from their sins. Vincent, that Greek scholar, mentioned the word saved. And he used this analogy. He said it's like a warrior that had a spear. And there's a target, a target out there. And he's going to hit that target. And he throws his spear. He aims with all of his strength. He throws it. But something happened. It veered off. And he missed the target. You and I have aimed at great things. But we are still sinners saved by grace. We tried to do better with our lives. We aimed, but we missed the mark and we kept missing the mark. Friend, you don't have to miss the mark anymore. You don't have to. God is here to help you to be the Christian that you say that you are. Words until you are touched by the Holy Spirit and regenerated by God. It, Vincent went on to say that Greek word saved. It's like a traveler that was on a journey and somehow out there he, she made a wrong turn and got lost and couldn't find her way back. If I could just get back on track again, if I could just do it over again. Friend, you can't get back on track and you can't do anything over again that you have already done, all the mistakes and wrongdoings. The only thing you can do with those mistakes and wrongdoing is to confess them to the Lord and allow the Lord to forgive, cover them with the blood of Jesus, and they're gone, gone evermore. That's how you can handle all that's in the past. Give Him the name Jesus, for He shall save His people from their sins.
1: We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris with a special invitation. I enjoy bringing the healing word of God to you Monday through Friday. I
2: thank God for the privilege and I thank you for listening. But friend, I need your help. I need your prayers and financial support. I can't say it strongly enough or plainly enough. Will you help me, please? I want to keep this ministry moving forward, but I need your help in order to do so. If the Healing Word is bringing healing to you emotionally, spiritually, and physically, write and tell me about it. I will be so encouraged. Your testimony, your prayers, and your financial gifts is all I need to keep me going. I will truly thank you. To make a prayer request or to donate to the Healing Word, go to the church website, largocc.org. That's L-A-R-G-O-C-C dot org. Blessings on you. I'm Pastor Jack Morris.
1: Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of the Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.
0: Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.